Welcome to the We Invested Podcast, where we teach you how to save and make more cash. I'm your host, Wesley Earp, and this is Season 3, Episode 35, the season finale. And on this episode, we have Henry Kaminsky, the brand doctor. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's do it. Today on the We Invested Podcast, we have with us Henry Kaminsky. And he is known as the brand doctor. Henry, how are you doing today? What's shaking, Wes? What's going on? Not much, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. I love it. Thank you for being here. I'm excited and ready to roll. Yes, sir. I'm pumped up, too. So let's just jump right into it. So what is Unique Designs and how did you get started? Oh, man. You got four hours? I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) so so unique designs is a full service boutique branding agency that helps industry experts grow scale and monetize their expertise right so there's people out there that are generating revenue they've been in business for a couple of years they want to ramp everything up they want to scale online they're ready to take everything to the next level well people come to me to make that happen so I started off 14 years ago as a, as a freelance graphic designer designing club flyers for all you knuckleheads. And eventually I matured that over the years into this boutique branding agency now that's very focused in on helping people take their expertise and monetize the hell out of it through sales funnels. We'll talk about that later. Um, and really creating a, a personal brand or a business that truly represents the value that you deliver. A lot of times people, you know, have great businesses, but their messaging isn't strong. They're not dialed in on who their ideal client is. They don't know how to position themselves online. They don't know what offers to be selling to really scale and grow. And so we come in and we do deep strategy and then I have a team of 14 people that just come in and do all the heavy lifting. So you work with me one-on-one to do all the strategy stuff. And then we give it to the team after that. And they take it from there. For sure. For sure. That sounds great. So what is your personal definition of branding? So it's the gut feeling people get when they interact with you, your product or service. It's experience. It's feeling. It's like, when Wes walks out of the room, when Wesley walks out of the room, what's everybody saying about Wesley? That's branding, right? And personal branding, if you want to go down that rabbit hole real quick, best definition I came across was it's the intersection between where you perceive yourself, so how you see yourself, versus how other people actually perceive you. So what I've noticed over the years is when that gap is wide, that person's struggling. When that gap is narrow, that person's typically crushing it. And so when you get that alignment, that's when you know who you are and who you're not. And that's what is really going to build a very strong connection with your audience because people recognize real, man. You know, and real recognizes real. So, you know, it, it, it's it, it, it goes it goes that deep. For sure. For sure. So, you know, what would you say is the difference between a personal brand and a business brand? And, you know, why is it important to kind of have both established? 
It's a great question. If I had a dollar, Wesley, for every time somebody said that, I'd have a yacht. <laughs> I, but it's a, it's a great question. It's a, it, it's a great question. So it's one of the same, really. You Your business is a, simply an offshoot of who you are. Your voice, the way you want to be perceived, your tone, the feeling, the sound, right? It's all a reflection of who you are. So if, if you know, if, if you're dressing ratty, your business is going to reflect that because you're probably not going to have the right systems in place. You're probably going to be, you know, shooting from the hip all the time. And so it's one of the same, right? So I always tell people this, let, we'll keep it simple. If you ever plan on selling your business, then make sure you focus on building a company brand because once you sell it, they can't sell you. You know what I mean? And if they can, it's very rare that that could happen. Like we're talking Mrs. Fields. We're talking Papa John's. We're talking, um, you know, uh, Betty Crocker. Like those are anomalies, right? But if you're, if you're building personal brand, you know, if you're building a digital marketing company and you're going heavy on your, on your, on your personal brand and you try to sell that company, it's going to be tough to do. So keep that in mind. But as far as branding you and keeping it in tandem with branding your company, it's the best case scenario. It's the best way to do business. Why? Because people are going to buy you before they buy your company, before they buy your product, before they buy your service. So if you ever did sell that company and started a new venture, they're going to come follow. Look at look at Elon Musk. You either love him or hate him, but his following is loyal, right? When he sold PayPal and he started Tesla, his minions followed, right? When he started SpaceX from Tesla, right? His minions followed. So that's a, an example of the importance of building both at the same time because people are going to, if you build a strong personal brand, people are going to follow you from business to business and it's a lot easier to sell that way. Make sense? Yes, sir, for sure. So, you know, and that kind of just, you know, makes a, a great segue into the next question, which is, you know, how will branding lead to sale conversions? So how does branding lead to sales conversions? So let me ask you a question, Wesley. When you, are you a sneakerhead? Yes or no? Yes, sir. I figured that. What is the feeling you get when you purchase a new pair of sneakers? It's a great feeling. It's it's like a, you get a little bit of a rush, right? Exactly. Right. So how can you sell anything without getting that kind of feeling? Got me? Gotcha. So a lot of these gurus out there and 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 the best salespeople in the world and I'm not poo-pooing on anybody here, but what do they say? How do people buy? Do they buy with logic or do they buy with emotion? Emotion. Right. So the key here is without emotion, you don't have the sale. 
So that's how brand, because what I say before, what is branding? It's feeling, it's experience, right? It's gut, right? That will convert to sale if done correctly. So I hope that illustration helps. For sure, for sure. So, you know, would you mind explaining to the listeners, you know, what exactly a sales funnel is? Yeah, so there's there's theory and then there's the actual sales funnel itself, right? So we've been going through sales funnels since people were selling, you know, people sold the first, you know, whatever, right? We'd be going through sales funnels. The theory is it's just a systematic approach. It's a step-by-step approach of somebody buying something, right? When we go buy something on Amazon, whether you know it or not, you're going through a funnel, right? You hit Amazon, you search the product, you, re- you, you, you research the product, you buy the product. That's That, in theory, is a funnel, right? Uh, and the actual funnel is a systematic, or I should say a series of landing pages or website pages that get for, get somebody from lead or prospect and they work down into the actual purchasing behavior. So there's softwares out there like ClickFunnels and there's other, there's thousands of them now, but I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of ClickFunnels because I've worked with the founders and helped them scale to a hundred million and help them really brand themselves when they first came out that led to this. And it's a sales funnel builder. So what does it do? It allows you to build these landing pages or these website pages. You don't need to know any coding background or anything like that. It's drag and drop. And it, it, the templates are there. All you got to do is fill in the messaging. Right. And that's what that's the tricky part. They make it look and sound like it's so easy. But if you don't know sales psychology, if you don't know marketing, if you don't know copywriting, if you don't know design, you're better off hiring somebody like our firm to come in and just bang it out for you so you can get on with doing what you do best. You know, a lot of times our clients come to us and say, Henry, we just want you to get this off our plate. This is not our strong suit, but we know we need it. Right. So that is the difference between Well, that's the theory of sales funnel. And that's what an actual sales funnel is. So we've actually specialized in sales funnels. And that's what makes us a little unique than a lot of the other branding agencies out there. A lot of branding agencies out there are just branding agencies. They focus specifically on the brand. Right. But we come at it like a three prong approach. We want to get you the best brand strategy out there so you know who you're speaking to and those people know who you are, right? So you have a real solid market to message match, right? Then we go with the marketing strategy, which is, well, how are we going to get that message out there, right? And then the third, an AKA funnel, right? And then the third prong is the business acceleration. So we want to make sure that you're, customer's experience matches the brand that you want to represent right for sure so that's how that all goes together and and it's it's very unique it's very unique for sure so you know with 14 years of experience in you know marketing and branding i'm sure you've seen your fair share of 
you know, good sales funnels and bad sales funnels. So, you know, could you let us know some of the differences between, you know, a good funnel and a bad funnel? Yeah. So here's, here's, here's the question. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about bad funnels first, right? We'll go from a messaging standpoint, right? If your sales funnel cannot evoke emotion, right? It's a bad sales funnel. Right. So if you were to come into one of my funnels, you would pop into one of my videos and immediately I have music. I have a story. I'm either going to make you cry. I'm going to make you excited. I'm going to make you mad. Right. That's a that if you don't have those elements in your sales funnel, whether it be through video or words, copy, it's a bad funnel. If you don't have a if you don't have a product that people actually want to buy, it's a bad funnel. If the, if the design looks like you put three minutes effort into it and you did it all yourself and it looks cheesy as hell, it's a bad funnel, right? So a good funnel is the opposite of all of that, right? You're evoking emotion. It looks professional. It looks credible. It looks like you're the expert. You're, you're, you're tugging on either uh, heartstrings or, or, or you're really getting people behind you a thousand percent. Like, I need this. That funnel is going to convert like crazy. So those are the differences. Like when I'm going through a funnel and doing an audit, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for why should I give a, you know, why should I care? about this product and what is it going to do for me? Right? That's all I'm worried about. And that's all your customers are worried about, right? And the more, the more emotion you could bring into the story, the more people are going to buy. For sure. And that kind of leads me right to my next point. Um, so it seems like that you believe that marketing funnels and sales um, help companies amplify their message and grow their audience. Right. So what is the purpose of a funnel, right? One is to generate a lead and two is to generate a sale, right? So what we want to do, our, our, our core focus for a lead generation funnel is to bring them into our world, right? And so what we want to do is when we go out there on social media, whether it be Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, right? We want to put out an attractive message that gets people's attention and gets people to want to consume, right? So we got to get hooky, right? I'm not talking clickbait here. I'm not talking cheese, right? But you got to you got to create something that's going to capture their attention. And then once you get that attention, what the hell do you do with it? Well, you got to bring it into your atmosphere. So when I'm teaching my brand accelerator clients, I'm teaching them to Get their audience into an email list because that's an e that that list is something you own, right? If you build a fifty thousand uh, fifty thousand person Facebook group, right, and all your business is coming out of that group because you've you're 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 cultivating it, and in Facebook you wake up one day and Facebook said we ain't doing groups no more. Where's your audience? Gone. Gone. Overnight. So 
you have to generate. So you can use platforms like Active Campaign and MailChimp and Constant Contact, things like that to build up your audience. So for you, Wesley, I'll give you a quick example. Any podcast guest that you bring on could be a potential client for you. So when they book the episode, you should get their email address and put it in an email platform. Like, like put it in an email marketing platform. Do you do that? Yes, sir. Beautiful. That's a genius idea. Right. So that good for you because now God forbid iTunes stops podcasts or Spotify doesn't do podcasts anymore, which is never going to happen in, in my opinion, but never say never. At least you have access and to me. So if you have an offer, you want to sell me something, send that email out, baby. Right. So that's the importance of generating a lead and cultivating that lead. And then, you know, nurturing that lead into a paying customer. Right. So very, very important there. So you want to make sure that you're, you're building your tribe. You know, when you build your tribe, when you build your community and you go deep and build that deep connection, you know, you'll see how the sales process gets a lot easier. For sure. And, you know, I was doing some research before we, we started this podcast interview and, uh, you know, just kind of checking your pages out, saw you on YouTube, you know, so it's like you have a great, um, you know, internet presence. So what role has, you know, social media and the internet played in helping you expand your brand and grow your business? Uh, that's an awesome question. So it wasn't easy, you know, and I'm always working at it and it's always a work in progress. Um it's a double-edged sword, man. All right. So if you want to, we could take it, we could take it dark for a second. Go back three, four years ago. I did not have the systems and processes and team that I have today. And I was charging quite a bit of money for, for work. And a couple of jobs went off, off the rail, right? A couple angry customers. And I had to refund like $40,000 in like one day. Right. Whoa. And it put me, it put me upside down. Right. It put me upside down. And the one client kind of took it a little bit extreme. And there's some black hat, black hat tactics out there that could really de destroy your online presence pretty quickly. For example, um, there's a service out there where you can hire somebody to get people in like India to come to your Facebook page and litter it with five-star reviews, but they're all fake. They're all fake reviews. Well, you can use that same tactic negatively and you can have those people send out all like one-star reviews well, this particular client did that to me, right? And they were private messaging like my entire Facebook following. So they got access to my followers and they were able to target my followers and send a PM to every single one of them, right? So I, I wake up one morning and I'm seeing all of these like crazy, crazy PMs to me, like, uh, I think you got hacked, dude. And then when I saw what was going on, I was like, oh, my God. So I had to make a statement 
And I realized like, okay, this was before I did the refund, right? So I made sure that that, that, that client got refunded. There's, there was another client that needed to get refunded too. So I gave them all their money back. I took a huge hit, huge hit, right? But I wanted to make sure I did the right thing first, right? Because yes, the project did go to shit and I didn't deserve that money. I didn't, right? But then I started getting these internet, I started getting attacked. So I had to put a statement out. So my, my wife's a good writer. So she went out and she put a statement out. And needless to say, the person that was attacking me had quite a, quite a, 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 quite a rap sheet. This guy went to jail for embezzling like $1.5 million from like a couple of senior citizens out in Vegas. So this guy was just like a bad energy, right? He was bad energy. And he just so happened to be my client. Well, let's just say I haven't had a client like that in four years, right? Um, but the point that I want to make is this. I remember like it was yesterday, my wife comes in and says that day, and she says, you know what, Henry, why don't you take the day off? Just go somewhere, but don't be on the internet. Because when we posted that statement on social media, on all the platforms, people were commenting. So I said, you know what? You're right. I'm taking the day. So I just went out and did hikes and you know, just chilled. So I came home around five o'clock, had dinner, went back on social media and looked at my Facebook page. And it had like a gazillion comments, right? And I'm reading the comments and I'm crying hysterically because, excuse me, because my fans, my audience went to bat for me. They said, Henry, I don't know what happened here. It sounds like a cluster, you know what? But we know you're not a bad person. So we're happy that you did the right thing. And this guy, and that's where the they dug up all the dirt on this guy because we had mentioned the guy's name in the in the in the announcement, right? And people started posting stuff about this guy, right? Completely take, right? But, and so I, I was crying hysterical because I said, you know what? Had I not built a personal brand or online presence, that right there could have buried my company forever forever. And so I, I it, everything happens for a reason, Wesley, right? You know, it took me about three months to get over that scenario because it was, it was traumatizing. It's, it, it, it was very traumatizing. I never went through something. I never went through an attack like that, right? That that's damn near defamation of character, right? I could have sued the pants off of this guy. Right. But I don't have that. I, I didn't want to spend that kind of money. I didn't have that kind of money at the time to go there. Right. But it just goes to show how important a personal brand is and having a strong online presence and having a community of 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 viewers and listeners that truly care about you. Because I got a private message from a guy. That night, it's about nine o'clock at night. And he wrote and he said, Henry, you know, I, I, I commend you on how you're handling this. He said, this guy did this to me a year and a half ago, but I didn't have the online following that you had. And I had to shut my business down because of it. 
And I just, I, my heart poured for this guy. And he like, you could tell he like, he was still in hiding. He was still in hiding. And I, I just felt so bad for him. I said, you know, I'm so sorry to hear that. I said, hopefully this guy learned his lesson. And then, you know, it's funny. What goes around comes around, right? A couple months later, Instagram banned him and all of his accounts because he was doing some shady shit. So I'm sorry if I'm cursing. But the guy that attacked me literally got banned off of Instagram because of the nonsense that he was pulling. And enough was enough. Like, you want to get into mindset stuff because I know we want to talk about that a little bit. Like, I'm a firm believer that what you put out in this world is going to come right back and kick you in the ass. And guess what? I wasn't putting out great energy back then. So look what happened. I got it right back. So now I'm very, very conscious. I'm, a, I'm much more spiritual now that I'm 40. And I, I truly believe that the energy that you put out there is going to come back either way. So you might as well put out some, some great energy because that's, it's going to come back around. You just don't know when. You just don't know when. No, and it's great to hear that transparency too and to see like, you know, both sides of the internet and what it can bring. So it can be very prosperous and very, you know, um, you know, beneficial for you. And then it can also, you know, ha has a darker side to it. So, you know, I think it's important for, for people to, you know, understand what comes with it and understand how to, uh, you know, kind of fight against that. And, you know, the proper things to have in place to help you kind of defeat trolls, you know, cause trolls That's are everywhere it. nowadays. They are. They are. They are. Yeah. So, you know, earlier in the interview, you know, we talked about how you started out uh, making flyers and then you kind of transitioned over to the branding business. So, you know, how did you know that this was the right business idea when you got started? Oh, that's a great question. You know, it, 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 it fell on my lap, Wesley. Like I was working at a local hospital over here in the children's hospital and I was in charge of fundraising and I needed marketing materials all the time. And I actually had Z100, one of the biggest radio stations in the world to sponsor one of my events. So I needed some hot designs for, 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 for the flyers and the posters. And I did, I wasn't a designer at that, at that point, my, my best friend, my best friend was, and it was, it was him that actually introduced me to graphic design. I didn't even know what it was. And then I was like, you know what? I just got bit by the creative bug. So I, I, I got my, my boss to buy the Photoshop program and I started playing around. And then next thing you know, I'm going home from work and I'm spending another 10 hours on, on Photoshop, just playing around and, you know, mastering the craft. Wasn't long until I started making more money designing flyers than I was at the damn hospital. And then I stayed at the hospital though for three years before I spread my entrepreneurial wings. Um, and they gave me an ultimatum at that point because it was right around 2008 and the economic crisis hit and it was like everybody was tightening up. And I knew that they were catching on to what I was doing because like half of the day I'd be, they'd be like send me downstairs and I'd be filing papers for some, right. I'd, I would like turn into a secretary. Right. And I was like, I say, I know, you know what I'm doing. Right. So finally, <laughs> finally they came to me and they said, Henry, um, 
if you stay with us, the January one, you're going to become somebody's secretary because your job is no longer. We're, we're dissolving your position here, um, or you can leave. But they didn't fire me. It was like you either got this or that, right? And so I took, you know, I, I'm a flyer designer, dude. Like, that's gonna like, that's gonna like hold my lifestyle. Like, that's gonna sustain my lifestyle. I don't, I don't know. I doubt it, right? I and I was like, I was so scared. But I, this one thing happened to me that like I'll never forget. So my uncle owns a big construction company. And when I was going, when they were telling me, like, you got three weeks to make a decision, I was like going to my father. I was going to my uncle, like, and I went to my uncle and I said, you know what? I got this side hustle. I'm not sure if it's going to work. Can I just come work for you? I don't know. And he's like, well, what the hell are you going to do here? Like, what do you know about highway construction? And I'm like, I don't. And he's like, well, let me think about it. I got to let me talk to a couple of people. Let me think about it. So he did say to me, he's like, you know, your cousin went to school for this stuff. His friends, you know, his friends went to school for this stuff. He's like, you're a bright kid. He's like, what if I, I don't want to put you behind a shovel. And then what if I don't have any more work? I got to lay you off. I don't want to lay off my nephew. So he started planting those seeds a little bit. So he said, but, but he said, let me get back to you in a couple of days. So I'm waiting a couple of days, couple of days, couple of days. Now we're like two and a half weeks out. I got a week to make a decision and he never got back to me. So you know what? That was my answer. So I went to work and I said, thank you, but no, thank you. I'm going to figure this out on my own. And that put that push, that indirect push from my uncle was the best thing that ever happened to me. And the first year in business on my own, hustling my ass off, I did $248,000. First year. That's crazy. Yeah, first year. About two months after that, I made my first million. And then after that, now I've been in business for 14 years. This business has made multiple millions. I've lived a beautiful life. I've experienced so much. And I'm just so grateful to be here to be able to tell this story because it wasn't easy. It wasn't, but it made me who I am today. For sure, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, a little earlier, you kind of hinted, hinted on, on your team that you have behind you, that you have behind you right now, kind of, uh, you know, helping push the brand forward. So, you know, what would you say is the importance of having a good team and how did you personally build your team? It's a great question, dude. It's a very great question. So it took me a while to get out of my own way. So I just want to preface that by saying for all you solopreneurs out there that, that want to scale your business and want to take it to the next level. Um, it's a scary thing, you know, cause I was a one man band doing everything. I was the delivery boy. I was the salesperson. I was the designer. I was, I was everything. Right. Until one of my mentors said, Russell Brunson said to me, if you want to get to that seven figure mark, babe, he's like, you have to replace yourself. You cannot be everything inside of your business. It's impossible. It's impossible. So 
he helped me sort of frame out what I needed to do. So the first hire was a project manager. But before, so here's some growing pains for you. I was like, I'll hire anybody I need to because I, I, had, I had some cash to, to reinvest, right? I, I'll hire anybody I need to. So he said, yeah, all right, first, hire a project manager. So I hire a project manager. So we go on a Zoom call and she's like, well, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I don't know, project manage. <laughs> she's like, well, what does that mean in, in your business? And so I, the point that I'm trying to make is I didn't have any processes or systems for her to follow. So I said, oh, crap. Mistake number one. So I went back to the drawing board and I hired somebody. This is ironic. I hired, I was out on a conference. The guy sits next to me. I was like, what do you do? He's like, I build processes for businesses. <laughs> okay. Hired him on the spot. I spent 90 days with him building out the standard operating procedures inside of my business. Okay, now I go rehire a project manager. Now they know what to do. From there, we started hiring out designers. We started hiring out developers, copywriters, um, uh, well, video editors, uh, and just admin, a couple admins to do like social media posts and things like that, right? And next thing you know, I got a 14-man team. And so it was an it 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 it, it, it it's so important to have a team to help drive the vision of the business because you can't do it on your own, right? So if any of you guys out there that need that sort of assistance, I've been working with my project manager and her company for the past five years. If you need some of that virtual assistance, I'm happy to make an introduction to her through me and help you get that assistance because I would not be able to do the things I do today without my team. So very, very important. The other thing about building a team that's important is when you're hiring somebody or when you're hiring a new team member, make sure that your values are in alignment. You don't know how many people that I talk to that say, oh yeah, I hired another, I, I hired the wrong fit or I hired another bad apple. Right. And I'm like, well, if you keep hiring bad apples, something is not it might be you guy. It, you know, it might be you. So when I'm hiring a new team member, I discuss our three core values. It's integrity, it's communication, and it's and it's speed. Speed. Like we need to get things done when we need to get them done. Right. Because the, the quicker we can get our clients making money, the better we look, right? So I ask them, like, those, those three core values on a scale from one to 10, 10 being awesome, where, do, where would you rank, right? I've gotten fives, I've gotten sixes, I've gotten sevens, eights. If they don't say 10, Wesley, they're not hired. Like, that's a non-negotiable non-negotiable so when you align your values you have clear expectations and you're a good communicator and you 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 know that these people are people and they're not you know they're not minions you can't you can't you can't like treat them like a minion you got to treat them like a person and you figure out what really drives them 
thing. It's not always money. It's not. And you start to build those connections, amazing things happen. You will have such a loyal A player team. And, and that's what God blessed me. God blessed me with an A player team because he gave me the ability to communicate. And so clear communication is key. For sure. For sure. So what would you say is your favorite part about being an entrepreneur? The freedom. The freedom. You know, I, I live, one of my best friends and fellow brand colleague, like we meet, we used to meet in person before COVID, but now we meet virtually every, uh, every Friday morning for about an hour, hour and a half. And he says, Henry, you know what I love about you? He's like, you work like you're retired <laughs> and you're 40 years old. And I said, Bro, I've been working like this for the past, I would say out of the 14 years, the past five years, nah, nah, the past three years, honestly, Wesley, the past three years have been beautiful. After that, after that, that huge, huge hit, everything has been awesome after that. You know, there's hiccups here and there, but I got really clear on what I wanted, who I was, who I didn't want to work with, who I really wanted to work with. And I wasn't afraid to put my values out there and tell people who, who I truly want to work with. And the universe has given me everything that I have ever asked. So I, I, I tell you guys, like, don't be afraid to ask the world for what you really want, right? When, when you when you ask the world, it will give it to you. It will give it to you. But you, you have to ask. There's so many people out there with fuzzy goals. And they just get fuzzy results. So get really clear. Say, this is what I want. Right? I, I've manifested everything in my house. I mean, everything in my life. You know, this house, my cars, my, my son. You know, the experiences, the trips. I It was like I... I, I envisioned it first and got really serious about wanting it wrote it down i do goals every year you know and i study them every week it just it ha it just happens it sounds so woo woo and it sounds like it's like i'm full of crap but it's the truth man what's the single most important reason for your success <sighs> man you want to make me cry bro <laughs> get me get me all choked up over here that's a that that is a phenomenal question it's a phenomenal question and it makes you want to just take a second to take it all in ask me the question again what's the single most important reason for your success oh god believing in myself man believing in myself believing in myself if I didn't believe in myself, if I didn't take the chances, I would not be here today, bro. I wouldn't. You know, my mentor said, you know, one thing I love about you, Henry, is you have a tremendous amount of courage, right? So I think that's part of it. But, man, believing in myself, right? There, I could get into some dark days with you that you would say, Henry, how the hell did you even get out of that? And 
all I kept saying to myself was, you got this. It's temporary. And the world has a bigger plan for you. You're just going through this right now because there needs a lesson needs to be learned, right? A lesson needs to be learned. And so now I could tell stories to my man, Wesley over here of like the good, the bad, the ugly of, of entrepreneurship. Right. And so it, it, it here's what I'm doing, Wesley, you know, my, my son's three years old. He's going to be four in August and bro, he's so sharp. He's going to get to an age where real quick, real, you got kids? No. Okay. Well, when you, if you have kids, I'll tell you right now, it goes fast. Any, any of your listeners out there to have kids, you know what I'm talking about, right? I feel like he was born like three days ago and he's three and a half years old, right? He's going to get to an age where he's going to start Googling my name. This podcast is going to show up. My podcasts are going to show up. My videos are going to show up. I just want him to be proud of what he sees. And I want to leave because I ain't going to be here forever. None of us are, right? I want to leave those breadcrumbs. I want to leave those blocks so that he can step on each one and it guides him to the life that he wants to live, right? He doesn't have to live the same life I do. But at least I have the stories and the lessons and the guidance in all this content that I'm putting out. And so I'm leaving them clues. I'm leaving them clues on what to do and what not to do. Now that's deep. Right. That's deep. So, you know, you've been in the business for a while now. So, um, you know, I know we kind of talked about before you got started before you really got started in full time where you were talking with your uncle and, and trying to just decide which route to go. But, you know, during your business journey, can you recall a critical moment, like a fight or flight moment for you and your business, um, you know, that kind of let you know, okay, I'm either going to go this way or that way. Yeah. Oh my God. So two of them, right? Um, the one time was, um, my, so I, I got married when I was 30. I got out of the, I wasn't going out into the clubs that much anymore. Cause I was just maturing out of that. You know what I mean? Um, so when you're out of sight, you're out of mind. Right. So, and then all these other flyer designers used to come in and like undercut me by $5 and take all my business. And it was like a, it was like a frick a race to the bottom. Right. So I eventually got out of the scene, if you will. And I started losing business, right? Because so just it was a it was a perfect storm right around the same time. Hurricane Sandy comes in to New Jersey and just decimates the state and wipes out two of my biggest clients. Two I had two clients that were generating together about a quarter of a million dollars a year, right? So they get wiped out. They when they rebuild, I get a call from him. That says, Henry, sorry, but we're taking everything in house. We don't need your services anymore. 
Wesley, how do I make up a quarter of a million dollars? I don't. And so I go into like a tailspin and I just start us. I just start self-sabotaging myself. I keep saying to myself, I'm done. I put five years into this. There's no way I'm getting out of this. But I was so scared to let anybody know that I was struggling. So I just kept spending like a sailor, you know, so nobody can tell that I was hurt. And that didn't last till that runway was very short. And eventually I came to the end and I went to my wife and, and I said, we, I have no money left. The business is shit. I got some cash in the safe, but that's all I got. And I don't know what to do. And so my wife was there before the first car, before the first, right? So she was there for, we've been together 14 years. So she was there from the beginning. So she jumps off the bed, grabs the laptop, comes back and she goes, let's get to work. And I was like, on what divorce attorneys or like <laughs> getting some help trying to get me back on my feet. Right. So she was like, no, 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 we're going to get you some help. So she, she, we started, she pointed me, she pointed me in the right direction. And that direction was Henry, you need help. You need to seek it out. And so that's where I went on my online journey to try to find somebody that could help me. And so I bumped into this podcast, the power of podcasts, right? I pumped it. I bumped into this podcast. I really connected with the host. I went down his funnel. I got on a sales call. And now mind you, Wesley, I didn't have any money. I, I barely had two nickels to rub. But the one thing my father did teach me was to have good credit. I had a lot of, I have, a, I have phenomenal credit. So I get on the sales call and he's like, well, it's a $25,000 investment to be part of this coaching program. So I'm like, I, that's not even in my stratosphere right now. That's not even in close. So he says, oh, well, let me get back to you. Um, give me five minutes. So I'm sitting there. He was probably like this on his phone. And just sat there and waited for five minutes, right? Because it was all it was all part of the plan. So he comes back to me and he says, Henry, I got a program for you. You might be interested in it's 10K. And it's almost like the same one, but, you know, a couple little things different. I said, all right, let me ask you this. If I put 5K on a card and paid another 5K over the next five months, would you do it? And he said, let me get back to you. Same thing. Probably put the phone down and just waited, right? Comes back and he says, yeah, let's do it. So now I'm shaking with the Amex in my hand because I don't think I ever spent that kind of money on like coaching before, right? And I'm like, here's what I said to myself. It's not if this works, it's when this works. And I just swiped that shit. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, here's, here's the serendipity of it all. Right. So I get on the call. This is Russell Brunson from click funnels. Now your audience may or may not know who this guy is, but I'm just going to say his name. So we get on the call together at 60 minutes. I'm petrified. Cause this guy's like a big shot in like 
the internet marketing coaching space, right? So I get on a call with him and I'm nervous as hell and I'm walking him through what, where I'm going and I tell him my whole story and I start crying. He's crying. And he says, Henry, I, I got a book coming out and I need help with design, like marketing. Would you, would you help me? And I said, yeah. He said, what would you charge? I said, well, what do you need? He says, you know, some infographics here and there. I said, all right, let me, let me sleep on it. And I'll get back to you. So in my so overnight, I'm thinking, shit, I'm 10K in the hole. How am I going to make this money back? So the next day I go, how's 6,000 go? And he said, sure. Where do you want me to send the money? Wesley, I damn near fell off my chair because I don't <laughs> think anybody ever paid me that money up front like that ever. So he pays me the six grand. I make 60% of my investment back. <sighs> A couple days, like literally a day later, right? That's crazy. Right. And then about 16 months later, I generated over a half a million dollars in revenue with his help and getting clear and building team. And and so that was just that's a story that I'll never ever ever forget. And then a couple months later, Russell hits me back up and he was like, Bro, I got like six designers working for me. They're all not getting back to me with, with what I need and want. Would you and your team come in and just make everything cohesive? Cause we're trying to get to like a hundred mil. And I said, let's do it. So for two and a half years, I worked with him and his team. We branded the crap out of click funnels and at six months after I handed over all the assets, he hit the hundred million dollar mark. So just see how things happen, man. If I had never pulled that credit card out and paid that 10 grand, we wouldn't be talking. Man, that's awesome. Did you ever expect anything to happen like that? Never, never, never. So who do you look up to for inspiration and why? That's a great question. So who do I look up for? Uh, so, So I don't have an individual i used to right i used to like gary v was like i was a big gary v guy in the beginning and then he caught on my nerves because we're just too much alike <laughs> both from both from jersey yeah so but we met a few times and it's it's we're literally like oil and water like we're just so we're so much alike and it, you could tell it's like getting two bulls in a in a china shop it's it's you right um I don't have any indiv- Oh, I have one person that I that 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 I, that inspires me, and it's the OG of personal development, Jim Rohn. So when Tony Robbins was coming up, his mentor was Jim Rohn. Like Jim Rohn taught him everything that he knows, pretty much, right? And and Jim Rohn was the guy that I said when I really needed to get into the personal development space for myself to get all those skeletons out the closet. I said, "Well, where does Tony? I wanted to go to the source. Like I was a big Tony Robbins fan for about a year, and then I started learning some things about him that really nobody else knows. And I was like, mm, where did he get coached? And then that led me to Jim Rohn, and I just dug into Jim Rohn hard and." He really helped me see the world differently, right? And and really helped me take responsibility for myself 
and my business and just just reshape the way I saw the world, right? But I have a couple resources that I would recommend. One is the Law of Attraction YouTube channel. That is a phenomenal YouTube channel. It's like he it's like 10 minute videos they publish once a day and it's it's like 10 minute mashups of like the best motivational shit you ever heard of. Right? And he and they mash it all together and it's it just gets me lit every morning. Um and then I have another one. This is more on the meditation side, but it's called um Power Thoughts. And that's it's all free. And uh I listen to it before I go to bed. I'll listen to it in the morning and uh it gets it gets my mind focused. It gets my mind right before I start the day. For sure. So how do you define success as an entrepreneur? Oh man. How do I how, okay. So how do I define success as an entrepreneur? Doing what you love to do. I think that's that's success right there. When you can do what you love to do when you want to do it with who you want to do it with. I believe that that's true success. It's not how many zeros you have in your bank account because Wesley, I met so many people that have more zeros than I would know ever, ever know what to do with and they're miserable. So it's really doing what you love to do with who you want to do it with when you want to do it. And, you know, again, God blessed me with that. And it's just something you can't take for granted. You know, you just can't take it for granted. And so that's true success in a nutshell. How would you like for people to remember you and your company? So, so I had a, I had a client say this to me once and I think this is the way I want to go down. He said, Henry, the reason why I hired you was because and I, this was a military dude, right? This guy was in the military. He said, the reason why I hired you was this. I looked at it as business is war. It really is. And if I'm going to jump into a foxhole and go to war, I wanted you in it with me because I knew we were both coming out alive. And so when he told me that, I was like, oh my God, it's bowling, right? Because this is like a big burly dude and he like got real deep with me, right? And so, you know, when people meet me, I want them to say, or, or I want them to remember me as the guy that told it how it was. He wasn't afraid. And he knew how to take adversity and flip it on its head and make, you know, just make millions out of it. And not just millions, but make the best. I shouldn't have said millions, but make the best out of it. Right. So all of my failures, they're not failures, they're lessons. Right. So it's always like the glass half full. So I wish I could give a more clear, clear answer, but it's, it's, I want people to know that after they interact with me, I'm definitely going to leave you better than I found you. It's a better way of putting it.
For sure. For sure. Yeah. So what does the future of unique designs look like or the future of the brand doctor look like? Yeah. So I, I think I was, I was talking about this the other day, believe it or not. And, and I said, you know what? I love what I do. Right. I just love what I do. And I don't see myself doing anything else. I honestly don't. Even on the darkest days, honestly, I, sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I should just become a, a, a construction worker and go run a machine. Right. I, got, I know a few people in that space. Right. But no matter what, like I always come back, like I always snap out of that and I always come back and I say, Henry, you love what you do. You love helping people level up, you know. God put you on this planet or, you know, the universe has you here because you are making massive impact. You may not feel it. You may not get the, the immediate reward, but you are uplifting people into places that you would have never thought, right? You are impacting people that you would have never thought. Uh, you're making a big difference, right? By doing what you're doing. And you just happen to do it by branding. So I plan on doing exactly what I'm doing for the next 25 years, right? Learning as much as I can, helping as many people as I can. But here's the thing. I know I'm not going to be able to help millions of people like Tony Robbins, right? I already know that, right? I'm, I'm not built to go out for 300 days out of the year and be without my family. Well, he brings his family with him. So it's a whole nother story, but like, I'm not into that. It's family first for me. It's family first for me. So what I plan on doing is, all right, how do I, how could I, how could I still achieve that goal and impact millions, but not have to do all of that? That's why I work with industry experts because those are the folks that may be the next Tony Robbins. They may be the person that has a massive following, right? Hundreds of people, thousands of people. If I can help them help their clients, see the big domino effect? All I got to do is hit that big domino over and I impact all those other people indirectly. So my goal for Unique Designs and the Brand Doctor for the next 25 years or so is to really re refine my messaging, refine who I serve, work with about, I don't know, let's say 25 people a year. And that's it. Just rinse and repeat that and make it better and better each year until I'm done. And then have enough money saved, right? Because I love, I love to the bank, you know, have enough money saved where, you know, I'm just, I'm just a, a consultant at that point, you know, maybe I'm not building it all out with my team and I just go and I just speak and I, and I, I work with high, high net worth folks that maybe need their team, their, their, their team needs a talking to, and I come in and I, I help them build all that out. You know what I mean? So I don't, I haven't quite planned it out to the T yet, but I don't see myself doing anything different for, you know, the near future. For sure. Henry, look, I had such a great time talking to you, but look, before we get out of here, 
at the end of every episode, we like to play a rapid-fire question game. Mm. Three questions. So if you're down for it, I'll go ahead and get started. All right, let's roll. Question number one. Where's your favorite place to travel? Italy. Why? The food and the wine and the just, oh, God, it brings you back to, like, it brings you back to, like, the, 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 like the crazy, like, the just brings you back to like a thousand years ago. Like you ever, you ever been to Italy? Never. Oh my God. Like I stay, I stayed set. I stayed 14 days in this town called Arezzo and it was the most beautiful town in the world. Half of the town was like modern. It was like Milan. It was like city like, right. And the other half of the town, they called it old town. It was like from 3000 years ago, cobblestone, the buildings were all old school and it was so crazy. You literally cross the street and you're like in a metropolis and you cross the, you cross that other street you go back and you're in like old school Italy. Right. And it was just a beautiful thing to see that. And, and so, yeah, the food, the wine, if I was single, I would say the women, but I'm not, but my wife's Italian, <laughs> but she knows what I'm talking about. So, you know, it's, 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 it's that. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's the most beautiful place on earth. For sure. Question number two, what song explains your life the most? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, there's a few of them. There's a few of them. Oh, man. Well, the one that's coming to mind right now is Lucky Me by Jay-Z. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. hard. Question yeah. number three. What's an amazing thing that you did that no one was around to see? Oh, man. What did I do that was amazing that nobody was around to see? Ah, I remember. Wow. All right. So we love Philadelphia. My wife and I go down there quite often, but now that COVID is, we got to chill. My wife was my wife was getting a spa, and I went out. My my husband, uh, my son wasn't born yet. She, my wife is pregnant though, but and I I had to go out for lunch. I had to go out for lunch, and I realized I, I for whatever reason that day I was like very emotional. I don't know why, but I noticed the amount of homelessness in Philadelphia. And I'm walking to like quick check to just get something quick to, to, for lunch. And I walked in and I got myself like those pre-made sandwiches. And there was like, there was two homeless guys sit like down the street a little bit. And I, I just was like, you know what? I just started buying all this food. Right. And I filled up like two big bags and I checked out. And I was walking back to my hotel and I just, it was right around the holiday. Cause I remember it was around Christmas and I just dropped, I had two bags. I dropped the one bag in front of the one guy and I took out the sandwich and I said, I got you lunch. And he had all these other snacks and stuff in it. And he just looked up at me like, like just shocked. 
And then I, his buddy was a block down and I did the same thing to his buddy. And, and I, I honestly, uh, Wesley, I never told anybody that story. I never told anybody that story. And I just, I walked away and I was walking back to my hotel and I just said, you know what? I hope I made a difference in those two people's lives right now. And I hope, I hope they see life as a little bit brighter than what it is that they're going through right now. So. Man, that's dope. Henry, thank you so much for your time, man. I had a great time talking with you and definitely learned a lot, man. And I, I hope we can stay in contact and I want to see what you do going forward. Wesley, I appreciate you for having me, fam. You know, you asked some really great questions. So, you know, keep up the great work. I wish you nothing but the best of luck, buddy. And, uh, you know, keep rocking. Thank you, man. That means a lot.